up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Overstated MBA Show. I am back. I am solo. I'm only going to do this for maybe 20, 25 minutes. I don't know if I get rambling. Maybe I'll go a little bit longer. But I wanted to jump on here. I couldn't come on last night for the B Squad with producer Mikey. Adler and Ethan. That was a fantastic pod. I recommend that everybody listen to it. They had a great conversation about Carmelo Anthony. Ethan coming out of the gate very, very hard with a very, very weird Carmelo Anthony take. Yes, Ethan, that was very, very weird picking Carmelo Anthony over Dwayne Wade. I don't care how you try to defend it, how you try to describe it. That was fucking weird. But I couldn't be on last night. Brett and I think producer Mikey are going to be on tomorrow night, which is Friday night. I won't be able to do that. Why? Because Memorial Day weekend, one of my favorite weekends of the year. There's going to be a drink in my hand a lot. I'm going to be playing with my kids. I just do not have the time to do that. So I wanted to get on tonight. I wanted to purposely get on after this game. We have a series now, man. It is three to two Boston in a game that was not, 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 not as close as the final score says. Boston wins 110 to 97. This series, Miami leads three to two. It is going back to Miami. I think this is Miami's game seven. I think that if Miami loses this game, game six, it's over. I, I really, really believe that anything can happen. I'm not obviously going to place money against playoff Jimmy and Eric Spolstra, but but it's over. I, I really, truly believe that. And I started getting a bad feeling. <laughs> I shouldn't say a bad feeling because I honestly really don't care who wins this series. I have my team's out, so I really don't care. But, you know. When Boston lost as bad as they did on Sunday, I heard a bunch of podcasts, whether it was uh, Bill Simmons and Ryan Russillo, whether it was Zach Lowe, whether it was the Hoop Collective with Brian Windhorst, Tim Bontemps, and I can't think of the other guy, Howdy Partners, Tim. Oh, excuse me, man. Coughing over here. Everybody was previewing a Miami-Denver final series. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Do these guys not know there's a game four to be played here? Like there's there's another game. Miami hasn't clinched its ticket yet, and it's a little bit different than the Lakers being down three zero to Denver because Denver was the best team in the West. They're clearly a better team than the Lakers. Shout out to the Lakers, by the way. I haven't been able to get on and talk with you guys. That was a very very hard hard fought not only game four but entire series by the Lakers. Say what you want about LeBron James, that dude is an effing warrior. I thought Anthony's Anthony Davis's defense was phenomenal. You know, he's never going to be the consistent 30 and 15 player that I think everybody wants him to be. Like those days that how we played in New Orleans, how he played in the bubble with the Lakers, they're done. They're done. This is who he is. He can still impact the game defensively, probably better than 98, 99% of the players in the NBA. Like that's where he's going to earn his bread and butter, especially on a team with LeBron James. But the Lakers played hard. I don't think there were, anybody had any doubts that Denver was going to win that series. Shifting back to Boston, Miami, this was very different, right? Miami's an AC. They obviously, yes, hand up. They beat my team. They mentally broke them in round one. They didn't really have to play the Knicks too hard. I mean, they destroyed them, whatever Julius Randle was, whatever Julius Randle was doing. And I, I heard on the podcast last night that uh, Julius Randle mean mugs or whatever he was doing, Ethan, you got to be better. Ethan, be better with some of those takes that you have. But I just didn't think that this series was over because on paper, Boston is the better team. They've been the better team all season, again, on paper. I don't understand, though, if you're a root for the Boston Celtics, if you watch the NBA and you're a casual fan or you're a diehard fan, but maybe the Boston Celtics aren't your team. They're a very frustrating team to watch because I do not understand why it takes them, <coughs> excuse me, 
why it takes them for their backs to be against the wall for this team to actually show up and play the way that they are capable of playing. The variance between this team is unlike anything that I can remember in a very long time. I think I saw some some stat, and I think it was Tim Bontemps, that when the Boston Celtics make 12 or more threes in a game, they've lost like two games like all season. And when they shoot under that, they're two games below 500. The I think today, after this game tonight, I think they're a game below 500 or they're right at 500 in the playoffs at home the last two years. That's another weird stat. Like, I just don't, I don't understand it. You know, you, you had in the Philly series, you have James Harden have two throwback games. We may never see that James Harden again. <laughs> like, it, it's just, I don't understand, like, if it's a mental block, if it's the coaching. Oh, by the way, man, shout out to Joey Maz. He got crushed, and I mean crushed, the last couple of days. He's like 34 years old. It's his first head coaching job. What did everybody think was going to happen? What did everybody think was going to happen? Like, I hate that. I actually feel bad for this dude and how much shit that he's getting. When really, man, maybe direct your ire towards Brad Stevens, who picked him. Will Hardy's gone. Ime's gone. Obviously, I get that they had to go. But he picked a rookie head coach who was not even on (laughs) the first row of coaches. He was in the second row of coaches. That's not his fault that he got offered this job. Any one of us, anybody that was listening that is into basketball or had, had Joey's credentials, you're taking that job. It's the Boston Celtics, all right? As much as I maybe dislike the way the media covers them and dislike Doris Burke for basically adopting Jason Tatum as her son, everybody is taking that job. It's the Boston Celtics. They they are, if not the brand, the second biggest brand in the NBA. Everyone's taking that job. He's learning on the job. This was all part of the gig. Everybody that came into this season should have known that. My co-host and I, Brett Usher, I said this. This is why Boston's not going to get the one seed. And this is why if there is any reason why Boston wouldn't be going to the NBA Finals, it's because of this. I thought it was too big. I thought they were going to have some some missteps. And shout out to Boston. They, I thought maybe they were going to be a 3-4 seed. They completely convinced me otherwise, right? I the November championship, they had the best offense in the NBA for the first half of the season. Like We just need to lower our expectations a little bit. He's he's going to be fine. I know I even have friends that are Boston fans saying that even if he loses game six, there's a good chance that he gets fired. Four head coaches in four years. That's a lot, man. That that that's a lot. I just don't understand what it is with this team, though. They're so three point. Maybe it's because they're so three point dependent and the variance. Just look at Miami. <clears throat> what were they? The 27th offense in the NBA this entire regular season. They were two this postseason prior to these last two games. They were number one in three-point shooting after being like 29th or 30th the entire regular season. And now they're number one in the playoffs. They were even better than Denver. The, the, the three-point shooting shooting variance actually between these two teams is unbelievable. And if you would have told me this is how it was going to be this postseason, I don't think there are two better teams to play each other in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't, I don't understand it, man. It, it, it truly is mind-blowing and how we give Anthony Davis a bunch of shit for being up and down. Like, we got to give that shit to Jason Tatum too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know he's 25, but y'all have been hyping this dude up since he was 18, right? I believe no player has more playoff games since he's been drafted since Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum is going to be right there. This is what, their fourth Eastern Conference Finals? These dudes should know how to play. I don't care how old they are. They've been there before. They're... Ve- they're veterans. I'm doing air quotes. Veterans of the NBA playoffs. Like you should be playing a lot better 
You, you sh- it shouldn't even get to this. It shouldn't even get to this. It really shouldn't. <clears throat> as soon as, I don't want to say Miami choked the second half of game four way because I don't think that. Boston just made shots. And that's what this is going to come down to. But I thought that was a must-win game for Miami because I, you knew, you just knew if this game was going back to Boston, that Boston was going to roll tonight. And sure enough, they did. They absolutely rolled Miami tonight. This wasn't even really close. Like I said, by the end of the first quarter, it was 35 to 20. Granted, I was flipping back and forth. I had the Brewer game on for a little bit. I was watching, shout out to the Vegas Knights. I was watching them in the Dallas Stars for a little bit. Like, <clears throat> you just had this feeling that this game was over. And if you look at, if you do a quick look at the box score here, sure enough, three pointers. Boston Celtics, 16 for 39, 41%. Miami only hit nine three pointers. The turnovers by Miami was unbelievable too. They had 16 turnovers to Boston's nine. Like this is this is just it. Like you knew they were going to roll. And now we all go back to Miami. This is game seven for Miami. Because if they lose this game, it's over. The, the, you, you, can, you can sit there. I am telling you, you can watch Succession on Sunday night. You can maybe, if you are a diehard NBA fan like us, I'm sure we're going to be degenerates and watch it because I'm sure some of us will have money on it. This game's going to be over by halftime if it gets back to game seven and it goes to Boston. <clears throat> so I'm really looking forward to Saturday. Actually, I'm not really looking forward to Saturday, but I am, like I said, it is one of my favorite weekends of the year. And now I'm going to have to watch this game instead of drinking outside on the deck on a lake. Yeah, maybe I'll do that anyways and find a way to put the TV outside. I'm sure I can think of something as my wife is just giving me just Satan eyes looking right through my soul. But yeah, man, these NBA playoffs have been so, so, so freaking weird and so awesome. You've heard me say on this podcast before, I am a humongous fan of parody in the NFL. And I am so happy that it is coming to the NBA. Hang on one second. I'm going to get some water, man, because I keep coughing. JK, man, I did not get any water. Oh, that mango high noon is good. This game seven, I'm sorry, this game six in Miami is going to be bonkers. I really, truly believe that. I think all the pressure is Miami. We haven't seen any, 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 any pressure on Miami since these playoffs have begun. Go back to game one. I was at game one against Milwaukee. Kevin Love slides under Giannis. You could hear a pin drop in that arena, right? Miami plays with nothing to lose, hitting threes all day, playoff Jimmy. It was unbelievable, right? They come back, game four and game five, down by 20 points to start the fourth quarter. Come back and win. Against the Knicks, no pressure, right? When the game when game one in New York, no pressure, dude. We're the heat. We're not even supposed to be here. We were two minutes away, two and a half minutes away against the Chicago Bulls from not even making the, the NBA playoffs. And then this series comes around. They win game one. Boom. All right. Miami, funny, funny, sad. Even if Miami season ends, I can't remember a team that has won three game one road games in one playoff series. That's pretty remarkable as well. Then they win game two. Then they go down to Miami, win game three. Everyone says that Boston quit. Maybe they did, but I also saw that my, a Miami team that could not miss a shot. And then game four happens, and you could just feel the pressure shifting. Tonight, you could feel the pressure shifting even more, and now the pressure is solely 1,000% on the Miami Heat. 
And all my friends came at me and said, well, what do you mean, dude? Like the Boston Celtics are the number two seed. Like they should beat everybody. Yeah, man. And everybody buried them. Every single media outlet buried them. As I said at the top of this, they were already planning. <coughs> Game four hadn't even been played and they were already planning, previewing Miami, Denver Nugget finals previews. That is insane to me. Completely insane. So then you have that aspect working of it. Bill Simmons, who is the second most popular sports podcast in the world, is sitting there saying Joy, Joey Maz is going to be fired, all this other stuff. Everybody had this team dead and buried. They had the coach buried. Oh, should we trade Jalen Brown? Ugh, man, I had to hear I had to hear this shit again. Do the Jays. Can the Jays do it? It's going to be close to $700 million in two years, the new CBA, blah, 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 blah. This team still has pride, man. This team still won the Eastern Conference last season. They're the defending Eastern Conference champions. They beat themselves in the NBA Finals, all right? That's part of it, but shit happens, right? They were the favorites all season long to get back to the NBA Finals. Like, this team has pride. I don't care what anybody says. And I sure I sure shit know that when the media said they quit and all this other stuff, those dudes took that shit to heart, man. They did. Marcus Smart has been there for a long time. Jalen Brown has been there for a long time. Tatum. <coughs> Al Horford has been there for a long time. Granted, he had a nice little vacation in Oklahoma City, but he's been there for a long time. Malcolm Brogdon has been in these big games before. Derek White is a key cog on that team. Grant Williams, Rob Williams. All these dudes heard that shit, man. They all have pride. From, from everything that we hear, Jason Tatum really likes Joey Maz. I'm sure that he was pissed off what everyone said about him. And Kevin O'Connor comes out and says, oh, hey, uh, sources say that the Boston Celtics are tired of being fake nice to each other. I'm sure they took that shit to heart too. Like, teams have heart, man. And this this Boston team, as much as like, yeah, dude, like they're Milwaukee's rival, as much as I think, like I said at the top, as fucking as annoying as it is with this media bullshit coverage of this team, Every fucking year in the anointing of Jason Tatum as the next Michael fucking Jordan. Yeah, dude, it's annoying. But you know what? This team is also good. They also did shit the right way. Their three main guys, they all drafted him. Al Horford was their first big free agent in like 20 fucking years. Like, these dudes know how to play. Brad Stevens knows what he's doing. Like, I just couldn't, I could not wrap my head around all that. No, that wasn't me. <laughs> Reverse jinxing anything. Maybe I was fucking with some of my Boston friends, especially you, Derek Michael. But, like, this team was really good. And until they're down by 20 with a minute and a half left in the fourth quarter of game six or game seven, I'm going to think that they are still winning the series. I truly believe right now, today, I, and Mikey, he he is listening to this. I'm on mute because I know that he's got to put his kids to bed or he's making dinner or he's um, watching Dame Lillard highlights. Like, I said, like, I don't think this series is over. I think if Boston is going to win this series. And then game four happened. And then tonight happened. Like I said, you don't even have to watch game five. Nobody watch it because Boston is going to dominate them. Sure enough, they dominated them. I joked. I even jokingly said, I, th I believe it was Monday. I said, man, it, it sucks that we can't use this heat culture joke anymore. Like heat culture, like we can't make fun of it. It's a real thing. If you follow me on Twitter, if you follow the overstated NBA Facebook group chat, overstated NBA Twitter page, my page, I've been saying Chris Quinn. Why? Because I think my team needs a little bit of that heat culture, needs a kick in the ass, needs someone that's going to be tough, needs someone that's going to hold these guys accountable. But like, I mean, 
I don't think it's a choke job if Miami chokes this lead away. I really, I really truly don't. They're a team, as I said a little bit earlier ago, two minutes and 30 seconds away against the Chicago Bulls in the playing game from not even being in the playoffs. They aren't supposed to be here. And everyone keeps saying, oh, well, they're not a typical AC. Yeah, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I love playoff Jimmy. I think playoff Jimmy is real. I don't care what he says. That dude turns into a top five, four, three. I think this year he's been the best player in the playoffs. And it happened. We have more than enough evidence of this. And especially in his four years since my in Miami, he got swept out of the playoffs one year, three other times he's been in the Eastern conference finals. And one time he went to the NBA finals. This dude is a tough, bad motherfucker. Bam Adebayo, all-star player, great running mate. He's never going to be, I just joked about Anthony Davis. Bam is never going to be that 30 and 15 guy. He could be an 18 and 12 guy giving you all NBA defense on a consistent basis. Yeah, that's what he could be. And then Miami also has the best coach in the NBA. All these things are true. And you know what else is true? They have been on a heater like we've never seen before in NBA history. And I think, honestly, you're probably going to get more little runs like this. Maybe not an AC going all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. But with the three-point shot and just the variance, as we've talked about, like look at look at how this series flipped. And everyone's gonna get on every single podcast and tell you, oh, like Boston's playing harder. Look at them, look at how they're cutting, look at how they're getting into their offense faster, look at how they're doing this. Yeah, all those things can be true. But you know what? They're shooting the three-point shot over 40% again. That's really what this is. It's a make or miss league. It it really truly is. And Miami shot the shit out of the ball in three and a half games, three games, one half. And they haven't shot the ball very well since. That's just the nature of the beast. That's the NBA. It's a make or miss league. This really isn't that complicated. And for Miami to win, especially with Gabe Vincent not playing, (coughs) and who knows if he's going to be playing Saturday night. I don't know if Miami can afford to lose any guys. I've said, you guys have heard me say this on this podcast before. I thought the Tyler Hero was a little bit, the injury was a little bit of a blessing for them because then they could just focus on their lineup, focus on their guys, and they didn't have to play multiple players that were a liability on defense, especially for a Boston team that hunts mismatches. They hunt mismatches just as well as Jimmy Butler does and just as well as Miami does, and they have the wing players, i.e. Tatum and Brown, to exploit those mismatches. So now you don't have Tyler Hero. Now also you don't have Victor Oladipo. So Spoke can sit here and play his seven guys, and no one is really a liability. Well, now Gabe Vincent gets hurt. And Gabe Vincent did a hell of a job defensively when he was playing, and he also could push the pace. He was the point guard. He wasn't turning the ball over. He could get Miami into his offense. Oh, and by the way, he could hit some big fucking shots. And now you don't have him anymore. So now what do you do? You saw it today. Kyle Lowry was out there. Marcus Smart was eating his lunch. I, I am probably one of the few that likes Kyle Lowry. I think that dude is a tough motherfucker, man. He is tough. He's won a ring. He's been through the battles. He could be on my team anytime, really. Do I want him playing 15 minutes a game? Probably not. But I I like my teams to have that toughness. I like my teams to have that option. And I don't know what Miami's going to do, man. I really don't. Like if Gabe Vincent does not play in this game six, we might see a repeat of what we just saw tonight. We really might. If Gabe Vincent comes back, and maybe he's 50%. That's better than having 25 minutes of Kyle Lowry. But Miami needs to hit their shots. If Miami wants to win this game, they have to hit their shots. And to be honest, let's see how real this heat culture is. Because like I said at the top, for the first time all playoffs, 100% of the pressure is on Miami. Because I'm telling you, man, 
We've seen this with Boston. We have more than enough evidence of it. We had it in, you know, we saw them play good against Milwaukee a year ago, game six in Milwaukee, and you just knew game seven was going to be over. Boston won by double digits. Go back to the Philly series. Tatum plays out of his ass in the fourth quarter against Philly on the road. They win. You didn't, it, was it Mother's Day? You didn't even have to watch the game to know that Boston was going to win by double digits. Sure enough, it wasn't even a game. Boston won by double digits. You just know if this series is coming back to Boston for game seven, it's over. It's over. You go see if Kendall Roy gets the throne. That's my take on that. Know that I'm not going to be with you guys for a couple days. I also wanted to talk about some other things. We got a lot of NBA head coaching news going on. I can't remember, and I was really hoping Brett was going to be on because I wanted to talk about this with him. I cannot remember this many championship NBA coaches being on the market at the same time. You have Doc Rivers. You have Mike Boonholzer. Shout out to my guy. You have Nick Nurse. I know that Monty Williams didn't actually win the NBA title, but uh, I think in his tenure, the last couple of years, they were the winningest team in the NBA, went to a Western Conference Finals, won the Western Conference Finals, went to an NBA Finals. Obviously, we know what happened, Bucks and Six. I have no idea what's going to happen, and I'm really, really fascinated with this. Um, I think everybody heard the Bill Simmons report saying that, oh, Kevin Young is going to get the job as the Phoenix Suns head coach. He's obviously close with Matt Ishbia. How close? I don't know, but he did have him on his podcast. I think that's something that's very noteworthy. Philly is interesting. I don't know what Philly does from a roster standpoint. If the rumors are true that James Harden is indeed going back to Houston, that's a really weird move. I still don't know what Houston is going to do, but that's why this offseason is so fascinating. What is Philly going to do with their head coaching job? Are they just going to, and even with the roster, are they just going to turn the keys to Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid? And go for there. I think that's a little bit weird. And then Milwaukee, my team. From everything that I have heard, it's pointing in the direction of Nick Nurse. Does Nick Nurse want the job? Obviously, we have a a Giannis extension coming up in the next couple years. Who knows if he wants to stick around for that. Uh, I don't know what he wants, but it's going to be really, really fascinating. And I can't wait to talk more about that with you guys going up. If you had to put a... If you made me pick, I think that Nick Nurse is going to be the Bucks head coach if he wants it. I think that I'm, I'm not going to dispute what Bill Simmons says. It sounds like Kevin Young is going to get the Phoenix job. I think if Nick Nurse doesn't take the Milwaukee job, I think he takes the Philly job. Obviously, him and Daryl Morey go way back. I think Daryl Morey was running the team when Nick Nurse was coaching in the G League down there. So that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm I'm just stunned that Chris Quinn isn't getting more looks. He's been Spoh's right-hand man for a while now. I get that the David Fisdale thing was a little weird, although if you look at his roster in New York, I thought that was a little bit unfair, but that's neither here nor there. We'll see what happens, man. We will definitely see what happens. I'm fascinated by this. I <clears throat> My team's out. I'm looking forward to the NBA Finals. I do think we'll definitely be doing a bunch of Finals previews. We'll be doing a bunch of Finals recaps. I don't care who comes out of the East, though. I'm picking Denver to win it all. Yes. Picking Denver to win it all. I just think Jokic is on another level right now. The way that he controls the pace, he's the best player in the world. Jamal Murray is <laughs> – you're talking about playoff Jimmy, man. Playoff Jamal. It's it's unbelievable what he's been doing. I'm so happy for that kid, man. You know, he, he missed the playoffs two years ago, missed all the last season. Like, it's good to see this dude coming back and playing at an elite, elite, elite level. And shout out to Mike Malone too, man. Been there for eight years. 
Sacramento Kings fans, I'm sorry, but he got a raw deal when he was in Sacramento. Everyone knows it. Everybody knows it. Goes to Denver. Eight years, man. I, I like that, you know, we got coaches that have been in place for a long time and they're doing things the right way. And front offices aren't just firing their coaches because, you know, you're winning an NBA finals. Like I, I disagree with Giannis on the on the on the complete failure part, but I understand what he's saying. Like only one team wins the NBA finals. Only one team. Doesn't mean that every other team had a had a failure of a season. Like you're not going to win it every single year. I think those days are done. I think we saw the end of it with LeBron James when he went to what was it nine ten <laughs> NBA finals in a row, and the Steph Curry and the KD Warriors. You're just not going to get super teams like that anymore, and so it's going to be really really fascinating. I cannot wait for this off season. I really can't. Everybody tune in a Saturday night though, man. Saturday night, Miami-Boston, that's the Eastern Conference Finals right there. Whoever wins that game is going to the NBA Finals. You don't need a Game 7. We already know what's going to happen in Game 7. Producer Mikey, you're back, man. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Got the kids to bed, kind of. I'm, I'm in the middle of it. You know, you know the battle. The battle is real. I do know the battle of it, man. My kids, I think, went down about an hour and 10 minutes ago. I'm solo tonight because the wife is working, and usually they go to bed at, like, uh, 8. So we were just about an hour and 15 minutes behind schedule. Oh, it, it's impossible now that the nights are the, – the days are a little longer. Like, they see that daylight, you can't fucking convince them. And then, like, you want to enjoy it too. It gets tough. I know how it is. I was solo tonight from the most part. Clover came home, and I was just, like, a slob. Beer cans empty, laundry unfolded, dishes in the sink. I'm watching a blowout basketball game. I was like, all right, I better get to work. I like it. I like it. So I know that you had your AirPods, and did you listen to anything that I've said on this pod? I have heard everything. 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 Now that now that you're on for a couple of minutes, what do you what do you have to say about that? Give me give me your uh, your your takes from that. Are you regarding that like the Celtics coming back and you can go anywhere you want to go with it. Anywhere you want to go with it. Well, I mean, it is it is true that I've been pitching you shit because I I just hadn't felt like there's been much of a series there. And now I'm uh, I'm kind of eating my words. I, some of the words that I had on the B team podcast last night, I uh, not too confident in the Celtics. Like now, I'm not too confident in the Heat. I don't know how this is going to go. Um, it, I think a lot really does depend on Gabe Vincent. Like their rotation is pretty fucked right now. That uh, Haywood Highsmith kid had a had a pretty good showing, but like he's not a playoff rotation guy. Those guys are thin right now. Kyle Lowry looks like he might be a little banged up. Like, I I wouldn't want to bet on If it's a bet, I'm staying away. Like, I, I think you're completely right. Game six is game seven for all intents and purposes. I'll be completely tuned in Saturday night, which is a shame because I should be enjoying it with my family. I know, man. And, you know, I, I everyone was saying, all of our friends, and I heard it uh, on a couple other podcasts, like, what are we going to do for nine days? I'm like, dude. I'm going to hang out with my family. I'm going to read some books. Like, I'm going to fucking chill. Like, this is great. This would be fantastic. I don't have Dude, to do imagine, with it. Imagine all, like, the NBA beat writers that actually thought they were going to get Memorial Day off, like, two days ago. <laughs> like, there's, there's, like, a whole industry of people that are just like, oh, no, they're probably making plans to go on a you know a trip with their family, go see people they never see this time of year, and now they just right back on the grind. The TNT crew must be fucking livid. Oh, you know Chuck is. You know Chuck. Oh, wanted to, he, he wanted to get on that golf course. He wanted to chill. And yeah, you know all those beat. That's a good point. All those beat writers had those final previews. They had them just waiting. They had them uploaded. Oh, yeah. All they had to do was 
yeah. Oh, all they had to do, they probably had it on a timer from when to load up to the websites. They, they, they were all good, all good to go, and they could not wait. Could not wait. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Heat. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Couldn't game, game four, that second half, what were you guys thinking? What were you thinking? Uh, sweet joke, man. It's a shame, um, but hey, we get, we get basketball. It's what we love, and it would have, you know, in hindsight, we're gonna, we would have been pretty bummed if it was two sweeps in the fucking conference finals. So I'm with you, though. I think the Nuggets are just a walking powerhouse, and whoever comes out of this is going to get kind of steamrolled. Yeah. It's a cat, coyote, raccoon, whatever. I guess Bunker is saying that we should end this, Mikey. So with that being said, man, I know that you and Brett – Hey, Bunker, shoot. Hey, come on, dude. This is an all-time Bunker appearance right here. I love it. Bunker. Bunker Bunker is like the fourth guest of this. Um, that's 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 going to do it for us. Mikey, I appreciate you jumping on at the end. Mikey will get this edited. It will be dropping on Friday morning. Mikey and Brett are doing a podcast. I believe you guys are going to try to do it tomorrow. I may have on. We're going to see. Yeah. And what it is, Brett? I may hop on on Friday night if I if I get home. I think we'll be home around nine nine thirty, but I might be a tad bit wasted. So uh, yeah, we'll definitely see how that goes. Any breaking news happens, we'll obviously jump on. Appreciate everyone for listening, and and seriously, appreciate everyone subscribing to the podcast. But if you get a chance, go listen to yesterday's podcast. Uh, Mikey Adler and Ethan absolutely crushed it. We're gonna try to get Adler and Ethan to do a weekly podcast together, just kind of talking about. I thought the Carmelo conversation was awesome. Mikey, what did you think of – I know what you thought, but now that they're not here, you can kind of talk shit about them. What did you think about Ethan saying that Carmelo Anthony – he would take Carmelo Anthony over Dwayne Wade, and then he tried playing it off as culturally and all this other bullshit, yada, 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 yada. You should have – my fucking jaw dropped when he said that. That shit was insane. I don't even know if he believes it. He was wearing a Dwayne Wade jersey during the recording. So – I don't, know. I don't know what was going on there. I don't know if he was just like trying to put out a counter take, but hey, I respect it. We love Ethan. We want more hot takes like that. We do want more hot takes like that because I heard that. I was. I can tell you that I was in the car on my way home and my jaw just dropped. I was like, he's. you could kind of tell that he was kind of setting it up when he was talking about Kansas and beating Marquette. Yes, Ethan was eight years old. Mikey, I was a sophomore in high school. Eight years old and I'm a sophomore in high school. I remember it exactly where I was. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And he's talking about Syracuse. I thought we were going to get a Peter Warwick comment at that huge block shot that he had, but nope, nothing like that. I couldn't, I I, I couldn't believe that he said that. Shout out Ethan, man. <laughs> shout shout out fucking Ethan. Well, all right, man. What do you got? What do you got in the cup there? Oh, I uh, I got a little bourbon, bourbon on the rocks. It's my nightcap drink before I pop a cup of melatonin and Try to stay in good enough shape to hit the gym in the morning. Fuck yeah, dude. I got to be up at four. And I apologize. That wasn't Peter Wark. That's my bad. That was Hakeem Wark. My bad. I was thinking about Florida State. That's my bad. Hand up. Hand up. You guys can't see me. Well, Mikey, here's a cheers, brother. Cheers, homie. We'll get out of here. Peace, guys. Appreciate you.